Hello, shalom, and welcome to the Awareness of Success podcast. On this podcast, we ask questions like what does success really means and what does it take to be truly successful in all areas of life? We believe that anyone can change their circumstances and create a better life for themselves like I was able to change mine by raising awareness of the habits, mindsets and patterns that create success. My name is Gilad Hanina and I help you change your circumstances by showing you what's possible in a way you can apply what you learn to create your own version of success. On this podcast, we choose to grow in all areas of life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Awareness of Success podcast. My name is Gilad Hanina, and today I have a huge guest with me, uh, Sabah, Sabah Ali, uh, who is the founder of Brands That Sell. She's a coach, she's a TEDx speaker, best-selling author, and on a mission to help coaches scale their revenue past six figures. Her company has helped business owners clarify their message and story to attract high-ticket clients and gain authority by organic marketing strategies and professional branding. She has been featured on publications such as NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox News. Help me welcome in uh, Sabah Ali. Hey, so good to have you here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I love that intro. Um, <laughs> oh, it's It's been a while, I know, since we connected. So I'm yeah. really, really excited to be here today. For sure. I'm, I'm excited. Like, I know we, we chatted like about maybe a year or even two years ago. And a lot, a lot of change. I've seen you grow. And um, yes, I'm very, very excited for you being here. I would love if you can start by like sharing your story, how you got started, what you're doing right now. Um, let's, let's get started with how you got started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I love to share that story. So that kind of goes way back. Um, and I, I got into the space when I was 19 years old, when I was still in college. So, um, you know, growing up, I was always interested in entrepreneurship. I never really thought I'd go out and actually start my own company. Yeah. So, Grew up really shy, very introverted, didn't like to speak in front of stages, nowhere near Mm. would want to be doing interviews like this, right? So grew up really, really introverted, but it wasn't until I actually coincidentally met my mentor when I was 19 years old, a sophomore in college. And basically how that happened was um, I went to go listen to an extra credit speaker just for one of my classes in college let alone that speaker was an entrepreneur. He was putting on like this event, growing his business, and he was looking for interns. So me being the overachiever that I am, (laughs) as a sophomore, I wanted to get that internship because typically it's like, you know, juniors and seniors in college that get that. So long story short, I interned with his company, turned out to be the best intern with, with, um, you know, all of the other ones that were there. And I started to work alongside his companies. So that's where I started to learn a lot of like branding, marketing, PR, um, throwing events. So for the first like one or two years after that, when I was like 19, 20, 21, that's all I was doing. And as I was doing that, I started to document and share my story online on Instagram, Facebook, and just share how I was learning all these different tactics and strategies and flying all across the country, going to red carpet premieres and events because I was helping my mentor put those on. Hmm. And I didn't really know, but I started to like build a brand that way. So basically what happened then at the age of 20, 2021, I was like, okay, what can I do to amplify my brand even more? I always had this goal to write a book. So one of my good friends, Laura, she that's what she did. Her company helped, you know, write and publish best-selling books. She was my good friend. She challenged me 
to actually write a best-selling book in 30 days. So I, I made myself that challenge. And at the age of 20, I wrote my book, Enrolling in Confidence. Um, since oh I was goodness. a college student, it was targeted towards college students, how to live, uh, live the lifestyle you want in college. So basically wrote that book in 30 days, published it on Amazon, hit bestseller. And that was like the first ever product I sold online. That's crazy. And so yeah, in, in yeah. 30 days, best-selling book while you're in college for college students. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And that book really allowed me to, to grow my brand even more. I got the opportunity to do a live feature on ABC, got the opportunity to speak on stages about it. And from there, um, basically how I got into my business was people started to come to me asking for help. Mm. How are you, you know, speaking on stages? How are you getting featured? How are you, you know, creating content online, growing your audience, X, Y, and Z. And actually for the first like six months of officially starting my business, this was now when I was graduating college in 2018, I was 21 years old. I actually started a social media marketing agency and I was specifically focused on Instagram at first. Mm -hmm. So I was doing, you know, just like social media, done for you work. And I was working with local businesses. Did that for about six to eight months, got a few clients, but I realized that I didn't really like the business model. Mm -hmm. Um, Over the course of last few years prior to that, I really became a people person and I love to see people transform. So after college in 2019, and one of my good friends, Josh, um, he was a coach and he kept talking about, why don't you become a coach, right? You're really good with communicating with people. You obviously have success in terms of audience building, content creation, branding. So primarily in 2019, that's what I got into coaching and I've been doing it full time since then. Um, so yeah, that's basically what I do now, you know, working with other coaches, consultants, service-based entrepreneurs, helping them grow their personal brand online so they can attract more high, high paying clients. Amazing. Amazing. Like I can, I can totally relate because like what you're saying is you got started from basically zero. Like you didn't have any business experience. You didn't know anything about marketing. And now for a few years, you're doing it full time. You've created a huge business, tried so many different things, spoke on stage, um, because you were able to acquire and, and take action and acquire skills that allowed you to grow. So like, this is so inspiring. And I guess like my first question to you is like, if you could, if you could sum up into like maybe five things or few things that allowed you to, to create this success, to the things that, the, that was the most imp- impactful for you um, to, to grow as a person. So you can um, not just grow as a person, but as a business owner. Yeah, yeah. So I will, I'll narrow it down to like three to five things. So the first thing that 100% pops into mind is having a guide, like a mentor or coach to help mm. you get to this point. Um, like what I said, how I even got into entrepreneurship was because of my mentor. Yeah. Um, and he really allowed me to see the capabilities that I didn't see within myself. And not only do like mentors and coaches, of course, teach you things and strategies so that way you don't have to make those mistakes on your own, but they really do show you what is possible. Right. So for me, I'm a big believer in working with mentors, investing into coaches, because like what my old mentor used to tell me, find someone who's already done what you want to do and follow in their footsteps. Yeah. Um, it'll get you to your success and goals a lot faster and allow you to make less mistakes along the way. So I want to say that's like, number one top thing for me that's allowed me to get to where I'm at right now. 
Um, number two is not being afraid to try different things in the beginning. Hmm. So what a lot of people don't know is I probably went through like five failed businesses to actually get into what I love to do. So first it was, you know, I, I wanted to make like six plus figures selling this book. Mm-hmm. Didn't quite work that way. Yeah. I did podcasting for six months, tried to monetize it. That didn't really work out. I did e-commerce slash drop shipping for three months. That didn't really work out. Um, I graduated college with um, a fashion design major. So I tried to start my own clothing line. That didn't work out. And then of mm. course I did my agency and I didn't really love that business model. So what a lot of people kind of think is, you know, you're going to run into what you love to do on the first try. It's it not necessarily like yeah. the case. Yeah. So I want to say it's like, don't be afraid to try different and new things until you really find what you love to do. Um, and then the third thing for me, for me, one of the biggest things that's really allowed me to get to where I'm at right now is creating a new identity of myself. Hmm. So what I always say on a lot of my, my Facebook lives trainings, you know, speaking on stages is who you are right now is not capable of achieving the goals that you want right? Because if you were, you would have done it already. So a lot of people think, you know, everything that I'm doing right now, I'm I'm just able to achieve those goals. It just the strategies and the tactics I have to learn, which is not really the case. Maybe 20% of that is, but 80% of everything you do is how you actually show up as a person. So this kind of goes like branding is kind of two parts. One is for your clients, then it's also for yourself, right? You need to become that higher version of yourself and step into that new level. You know, whether it's, you know, making six figures, seven figures, whether it's actually, you know, managing a team, whether it's being a leader, whatever that goal looks like for you, you're just not capable of doing that right now. So for me, um, this was probably a year and a half ago. I spent six months, and this was kind of where I would, I had a rough spot in my personal life. Mm-hmm. I spent six months understanding um, how the brain worked, human behavior, psychology, and why I was feeling a certain way. Um, I really got the opportunity to learn myself, and I realized there was different things that were holding me back and why I was unable to achieve my goals. So, you know, that just kind of goes back to like, if you're not creating a new version of yourself every single day, you're kind of stuck in that same cycle, which is why I see so many people just stuck in the same place for, for years. So I want to say those are like the top three things if I were to, were to sum it up. Appreciate for sharing. It's making so much sense. And like most people actually listening to this podcast are like, um, we did some questionnaire and we asked a lot of people and like the most the biggest two things that they were struggling with is like lack of focus and productivity and mental health problems. Now, when, when you say all these things right now, these three things, it's like, to me, it feels like it's, it's like a puzzle. So like, there's like pieces that you have to put in place. So like, if you, if you lack focus or you lack, or you, let's say you need to, to achieve your goals, you need to develop as a person. If you're not developing as a person, you're not achieving your goals. And that leads you to um, being depressed or being anxious, yeah. uh, being being uh, whatever situation you're at. So these are like three core things. If you just do these these three things that you just said, taking a mentor, uh, reinventing yourself, and not being afraid to try, just trying, you're gonna you're gonna start developing as a person. And uh, 
So that that makes tons of sense. I can I can totally relate to that. And uh, I think if we go back to the first point about about taking a mentor, a lot of people are in this mindset where um, they they always say, "I know everything. I, I already know it." Like you are about to teach them something, and they they already know it. So that's the mindset that they are having. So whenever um, they get an opportunity to get a mentor, they don't take it. And even because of that mindset, they they don't even get the opportunities. They don't actively search. Like I know for myself, I actively search for mentors. I try to find the, the next person that will teach me something. So, so like, how would you teach people, the people who are listening, who are like, okay, they know they need to go to the next level within their personal life or business or relationship, doesn't matter. How would you teach them to find this mentor? And like, who is the best mentor? Like, how do you really do things like that? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great question. So what I always say is when you're trying to find like, like a mentor court coach, someone to guide you, um, not only are you wanting to look at just like, you know, of course, if you're in business, right, you're a coach, consultant, service provider, of course, you want to be working with someone, um, you know, that is able to get you to those next like revenue goals that you want to hit. Yeah. Right. So of course they have the track record, they've done it themselves, X, Y, and Z. But something that I also always look for is the type of lifestyle that they're living, right? Mm-hmm. Just in terms of like their personal life, their family life. Do they have the ability to travel? Do they have time and freedom? Do they have a team? Like, what does that look like? Um, because I know some people, they'll buy into mentors and coaches just because they're hitting like high revenue numbers, but they also just don't have any time, money, freedom because they're working in the business 24 seven. So for me, and I've made that mistake before because I've invested like well over 50 grand um, over the course of the last few years, if not more, into my business, into my personal development. And there's been times where I've invested just because, you know, they're making tons of money, um, clients are making tons of money. But in terms of them as a person, their personal life, their family life, I just did not vibe with them at all. Like it wasn't saying I didn't want to live that lifestyle. So for me, when I'm looking for a coach or mentor, it's not just focused on business. It's looking at all areas of of their life, because Mm -hmm. let's be honest, if you're an entrepreneur, you're a coach consultant, you being successful in business doesn't just have to do with business. It has to do with how you show up in all areas of your life. Um, So that's the main thing that I always tell people is, you know, don't just focus and look at their results, their client results, but look at them as an actual person and and see how you can relate to them. Because um, yeah, I've I've made that mistake before, and you know, although I feel like for me, every time I do work with someone, I always get something out of it. There's been times where I could have made a better decision if I just took the time to actually look at all areas of, yeah. of my life. It's making so much sense, especially the word you just said about like you f- make sure that your vibe with them. Uh, like I, I again, same took so many mentors and still do, and I can say confidently that I learned from everyone, everyone, even the bad mentors that I had that I spent you know thousands of dollars that didn't actually like gave me something. I can say I took something, but the best thing is to find people you can you can vibe with. Like you said, you can make sure that you can connect on a similar language, that you are on the same mindset, on the same, if, like the clients, the results, the, the, all these things are super important. You need to make sure you have, though they have, they are actually legit in terms of like the results. 
but it's also super important to make sure you can communicate with them. Because even if you take the best mentor and don't have good communication and connection with, you're just going to end up not not getting the results you want because you, you don't have access to the information and they don't understand you on the level you would want them to understand. That's It's making so much sense. And um, and I think it's it's a huge advice actually for everybody who is listening. And um, if I'm going if I'm going even deeper on like the second point that you just mentioned about like trying and trying, I know I've faced um, it many times. Like when you try new things, you always have like this fear of what if it's gonna fail. Like I'm gonna start, I'm gonna spend so much money, so much time, I'm gonna fail. And then I know for most people, and that's where anxiety and depression comes in. It's like they think so too much far ahead. So like they 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 feel like they they would fail in this thing and 50 years from now it's still going to impact their lives. So like what would you say like how were you able to try and try and try because many people they just don't try. And when they yeah. don't try they they just block their mindset to new things. So like how yeah. how do people get over it and get into this position of like trying and trying? Yeah. yeah, so I love that because like one way that I kind of, you know, got over it, quote unquote, mm -hmm. or understood the concept a lot more is just accepting the fact that you will fail through this process. Because mm. yes. I think the main reason why people have that fear of failure is because it's either they're going to fail or they're going to succeed. But the real like situation of how it really is, is you're going to fail until you succeed. Mm -hmm. Right. Because like, you know, let's be honest, even in my coaching business, like there's been numerous times where I failed doing, you know, trainings, like hosting events, workshops, sales calls, even like working with my clients, you know, there's been tons of failures and a lot of people just don't talk about that. You know, of course, they just see the highlight reel on social media yeah. of like win, 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 win. So I think one of the quickest ways to, to understand and get over that fear of failure is just to accept you will fail through the process, but the more you fail, the quicker, quicker you're going to get to success, right? Sure. Because failure is just primarily understanding what's not working in order for you to get to that goal, it right? So, so if you don't try and if you don't even take that step, you never know if it's going to work, right? So what happens, a lot of people are kind of just stuck in their head of like, okay, is this going to work? Is this not? And it's primarily either like, once again, living in the future or living in the past. And that's where anxiety, stress, overwhelm pops up because we're not actually living here in the now. So, yeah. um, you know, what I always just like to tell people is like, okay, if something was like actually happening right now, then of course you can be a little afraid of it. But like 99.9% .9 of the time, it's something that we're thinking about of what could happen, right? So we're kind mm. of just like tricking her mind to feel a certain way. Yeah, hundred um, yeah. percent. But yeah, I think just yeah, I think just an entire methodology of like, hey, you're gonna fail, right? Especially if you're an entrepreneur, that's just a part of being an entrepreneur. And the quicker that you just kind of accept that and you dive right in, um, it'll be easier for you to get used to and comfortable with those those situations. I completely agree. And I can say like, even from personal experience that it, even it, when you start, it's super hard to understand that you will fail, but it's yeah. also, it's also super hard. And I, I, I'm sure you can relate to me when you start to achieve success and you get to a certain level. And now from this level that you have gained, let's say you've built yourself a new person. Now you see yourself in a different 
perspective, I would say, because of the achievements you were able to achieve. When you go and try new things, sometimes you have this fear again, because yeah. now, <clears throat> now you're, maybe you will fail again. And now it's like less acceptable even because you somehow like, quote unquote, this have this image of yourself that, um, what's going to happen if you fail now? So this yeah. is, uh, it actually leads to, uh, and, but let me know if you can relate to it. But like my, my question to you is like, what are your goals? for for this year like um i know it's the end of the quarter now and we start planning the, the rest of the year so i would love to um you to inspire people by sharing your goals of like whenever you get to this level that you are at right now what are you planning for the future what's the next step yeah so so for one i definitely can relate to that um because the thing is a lot of people feel even whether it's fear or just like mindset and doubt and overwhelm the thing is that that never goes away yeah um, and this is actually one of my other mentors. We had a conversation about this. I want to say it's actually been a year ago now. Um, and he told me, it's like, Saba, the thing is like how you're feeling when it comes to stress, overwhelm, doubt, anxiety, that just like, it never goes away. Hmm. Every time you get to the next level in your life, in your business, there's going to be, it's like new levels, new devils, right? Like that saying, you're always going to be running into something. But the difference between someone that doesn't succeed and someone that's a successful entrepreneur is they learned how to acknowledge and how to control it, right? Because like everyone goes through that. So I think yeah. that's just really important to, to point out because I feel like a lot of people think when you become a successful entrepreneur, it just like doesn't happen to you anymore. That's not the case. It no. still does. Even if people say it doesn't happen, they just learn how to control it. So no, I definitely agree and relate to you on what you said that like whenever you're trying something new, getting mm -hmm. to that next next level in your life or your business, you might feel that sort of like fear, doubt, overwhelm, anxiety. No, it is it is um, so powerful. Sorry for, for interrupting, but I no, want to ask good. like how how are you actually controlling it? I think it's so powerful. I feel this in the same way. I'd love to know like yeah. how are you overcoming these these feelings that you have whenever a new yeah. decision have to come. Yeah, and I'll I'll dive a little bit deeper onto that because for me, um, it was it was interesting. Like when I spent six months really just like reading books, really studying about like the brain behavior and everything. And the thing is, like thoughts, they're like those type of thoughts, they just never go away. Like they're always gonna pop in your head. Um, but the way that I do it now is like acknowledging that that thought is coming up and understanding why it's actually happening. Hmm. Because most of the time, the reason why we're having that thought, it's not the surface level, but it's the root underneath of why that's happening. Um, so for me, when I can acknowledge a thought is coming up, I'm feeling anxious, anxiety, stressed out, overwhelmed. You know, I just take the time I step back and I understand like and ask myself, like, why am I feeling this way? understand the root cause and then it's easier for me to take an action that will take me out of that state um and for me of course things that i do on a daily basis to always kind of get myself in that state of high energy is meditating um you know meditation goals visualizing reading and then i also use um a breathing app it's called i breathe um i think it's on android also but i'm not sure i have an iphone it's called i breathe and it's basically just like breathing in intervals and it'll mm -hmm. go off on your phone throughout the day. So yeah. once again, what that happens is if you're in that state of either the future or the past, when mm -hmm. that pops up on your phone or even when you're feeling anxious, you take like a minute to just like breathe and it'll get you back into that state of now. 
So for me, I've found that's helped me so much because sometimes when we're really in that, like, oh my gosh, like everything is like breaking down. We just get so, so riled up that we can't get ourselves back into that state of now. So I've, I've found that out really, really helps me, um, you know, just to stay calm, energize and get myself out of that yeah. state. What, what you just said, Sabah, is just... It's crazy. Like people, people might listen to it and don't, will not understand. Maybe, maybe some yeah. do. I want to, I want to emphasize it. It's, it is literally super, um, crazy because like most people, when they feel anxious, when they have these thoughts, they don't want to try or they just depress. They, they don't think about it. So they, they use social media, they go, they open Facebook, Instagram, Netflix, and, and they just wait for the thoughts to go away. And what you said is like successful entrepreneurs, they're always would have these thoughts, but the the key is to learn how to deal with them. So you need to to learn for yourself how you deal with it. And it, just the, the thing about taking action and seeing how to deal, that's the hard part until you figure out for yourself, like what you just described is like how to deal with it. So there is the, the breathing, the meditating. Um, so this is, this is super powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I'll, I'll go back and answer your other question that you asked me just in terms of, you know, my, my goals for this year, you know, what I'm focusing on and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, for me this year, I was really, really focused on doing more collaborations, on meeting new people and doing just more partnerships with people. Um, and the reason why I want to focus a lot more doing that this year, because of course, for one last year, everything was shut down. (laughs) There wasn't that much time for us to, you know, meet in person, do collaborations and everything like that. So for me this year, it just, you know, having more of that in-person experience with people. And then even if it is online, of course, like this, you know, just meeting, meeting with people and seeing how we can collaborate. Um, Because looking back for me, that's really how I built and scaled my business just by knowing people, right? The thing about of course, personal branding, it's, you know, to build your brand, to stay connected with people and for people to know, you know, what you do as well. Um, so for me, that's one of my big focuses this year. And then, um, you know, just in terms of my business on track to do um, seven figures this year, which is really exciting. So, Amazing. you know, my team, we're planning quarter two, making sure we're on track with everything. Um, but yeah, no, it's just all around really exciting to have those goals um, of course, since last year, COVID happened, I wasn't able to do many in-person speaking events. So have one um, lined up in May, which is exciting and hopefully do um, a few more throughout throughout this year as well. Because so one of my favorite things to do is to speak on stages and just really inspire people on like an in-person, in-person. I love concept. it. Yeah, I love it. I mean, just meeting people is maybe the 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 the, the, bo- the most influential thing for me that allowed me to scale my business uh, in personal life. Like, if I'm talking a little bit about myself, like two years ago, I didn't know how to speak in English. Maybe three years ago, and and uh, and I didn't know anything about business. And just meeting people allowed me yeah. to learn, connect. So just having a goal, like you just said, to meet more people, it's um, it's amazing. It's uh, it's great. It's one of the things that definitely will allow you to scale. And I would encourage everybody who is listening to go and meet new people, like meeting new people outside of your circle, outside of your comfort zone will help you expand in different fields. So even reaching out to Sabah, wanting to learn more from her or like getting her in her circle would probably help you to expand in different topics. And mm-hmm. I, and I actually want to dive into it because like you said that you are now focusing on helping 
coaches build a six-figure, a multi-six-figure business organically. I know we have a lot of people listening. They don't even, maybe some of them know, but maybe let's let's go back from the beginning. They don't know what is a coaching business. So how can somebody who is like, don't know what's a coaching business can go and learn uh, what is a coaching business and how to actually grow a successful one? Yeah, yeah. So primarily like, you know, if you're wanting to start like a coaching consulting business, the, the best and easiest way to describe that is if you know you have a specific expertise, mm-hmm. whether that's in business, in health, maybe fitness, mindset, maybe it's in sports, music, singing, like whatever that is, you know for a fact you have a certain expertise and you have the passion to teach others mm. how to do it as well. So if you have that right now, that's how you know you have the ability to go into this path of starting either coaching or consulting business. Um, because you know primarily how to do so. It's you're 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 just selling your expertise online, teaching people how to do something that you're really good at. Um, so for me, once again, you know, when I first got into coaching, I was already doing, you know, content creation, audience growth, speaking on stages. I was doing all the things prior to that. And for me, I basically got into business by people asking me for help. So if there's already people asking you for help on a specific expertise that you have, once again, that's a perfect way for you to get into into your coaching business. Um, But let's say, you know, you want to do it, you want to get into it. Um, I'll kind of walk through the foundations of how to kind of get yourself started. And then, of course, Mm -hmm. amplify it from that way. Um, the first thing that you want to get clarity on before you even go into like marketing sales is your foundations. So the top few things that you want to get clarity on for one is like, who are you targeting, which is your ideal client. So a lot of people will just start to create content online without knowing who they're actually wanting to serve. So the first thing that we want to do is get clarity on your ideal client. And the second thing is what does your actual offer look like? So for me, primarily, when I work with my clients, we focus on more of a higher ticket offer, which is anything from, you know, maybe 1500 going up to like 20 plus, 20,000 mm-hmm. plus. Um, so crafting out that offer. So that way, you know, once again, when you come across people, whether that's in person, online, you know what you're actually selling them. Um, from there, it's having your message and your brand identity. So the way I like to explain brand identity um, it's kind of, this is actually a really fun way I like to explain it. If we look at luxury brands like Rolex watches, Louis Vuitton bags, um, Cartier, you know, all the luxury brands. I like to always ask people like, what's the real reason people buy into those products that are thousands of dollars, yeah. right? It's not necessarily because of like what the actual product is made out of, like it might be, but the main reason why people buy into it is because of status and a change of identity. Hmm. So they feel, act and breathe a certain way when they're wearing those products. Same thing when it comes into coaching, right? So you have to identify the own brand identity you want to create for yourself online because people are buying into you for a transformation. They're not buying into your offer or your product. And that's one of the biggest mistakes I see people making online is they're so focused on selling the offer, not necessarily focused on selling themselves. So that's why the market is so saturated because there's so many things, you know, people are doing the same thing that we are, right? So the only way you can differentiate yourself is you as a person. So that's one thing that you want to get cleared on from your foundations. 
Um, and then from there, you know, the basis of how I built my business is just content, creating a really, really good content that speaks to my ideal client, having them reach out to me, starting a conversation, getting on a call and closing them as a client. Um, so the process itself, I want to say it's simple, right? It's not easy, but it's simple. But yeah. when you do have that step by step, um, it'll be quicker for you to get to the point where you know, whether you're working a job, you want to quit that, or maybe, you know, you're just committed to going all in and making this, this coaching business work for you. That's great. That's great. I can really relate to <clears throat> everything you just said. And like, um, after crafting your offer and having, having your brand identity, the thing you just said about content, it's like basically attraction marketing. You, you create yeah. content on different platforms on social media. Uh, so people would find you, see that you can help them sort of this problem that they are having and reach out to you. Um, and then you're able to sell their, your products or services and, uh, by helping them achieving, uh, solving their problems. So mm-hmm. it's making so much sense. And I think uh, starting a coaching business is one of the best businesses to start uh, because you can literally start a business around your passion. So w- let's say you are passionate about um, designing and you're passionate about like building websites. So you can start a coaching business about that or you're passionate about uh, sports, like you just said, so that's that's great, and I feel like uh, what you're doing is uh, is truly um, like great to help people like grow their passion. I know I'm doing what I love with social media and with this podcast, with impacting people. So it's definitely a different life creating something that you're actually uh, passionate about. So I love I love that. So um, for everybody who just wanna learn more how how to get started with their coaching business. Um, and they want to get your help, like how do they find you? Uh, what's the best way? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, anyone that wants to connect, they want to learn more about, you know, how to either start or scale their coaching business. The best way to connect with me, find me, follow my stuff is on Instagram. So my handle is at the Saba Ali. Mm -hmm. So, you know, feel free to connect with me on there. If you do want to, you know, just go right on ahead and book a call with me. You can go to sabaliconsulting.com and just book a free call with me. We can connect, see what you're up to and see how, how there's any way I can support you with that. Perfect. And I'm going to, I'm going to also attach all the links to the show notes. So everybody listening, you can go to the website and get, um, all the links, um, uh, right there. Um, I guess, uh, I guess I want to finish with, uh, with one more question that's going to, I, f- I feel like um, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about mentors, about taking action, and um, maybe let's go deep a little bit on like um, what what would uh, I would say the most impact in- impactful thing for you uh, during last year, during during COVID, during like all the all the things that happened. I know there were like a lot of mess with businesses. So like, what what is the one thing that you took from from everything from the pandemic and everything that happened? Yeah. So great question. First of all, I want to say the biggest thing that I took away from 2020, the pandemic COVID was you can always shift your perspective of what's going on in the world mm. in your current situation. Um, I feel like for me, and like, I'll, I'll tell you guys a quick story for me. I've been in South Florida, Miami for about a year now, right before COVID happened last year, I moved away from my home state, which is Iowa. So I moved clear across the country. I didn't know anyone here in South Florida. I wanted to move was to, to grow my network, um, be around more entrepreneurs, start in three events. And one week after I moved, everything shut down. Hmm. So of course, for me, I was like, 
panicking because I was like, I don't know anyone here. Everything's shut down. I can't meet new people. Like, did I just make the worst decision ever? So of course I went through that panic like everyone else. And, but it really forced me to, to once again look inward and shift my perspective of what was going on. For me, like with what I do in my business, like I help people scale their business online, right? So basically what I did was, you know, I just turned to online. I was like, okay, I'm just going to serve more people online. And of course in 2020, like my business skyrocketed. And from that, I met people in my local area. Hmm. So for me, I think the biggest shift was just just shifting my perspective on the situation because I always feel like there is something that that we can learn and make the best out of it, even if it's a bad situation like what happened last year. Um, so I want to say COVID really was like a blessing in disguise for me personally. And I know it was for a lot of other entrepreneurs and other people that I talked to as well. Yeah, it's making so much sense. And um, yeah, shifting perspective, even if like you can consider bad things happening by changing the perspective, how you look at things, you can actually uh, make a lemonade from from the lemons. Basically, that's what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's great. That's great. Um, appreciate you sharing that. Appreciate for all the value and lessons that you um, gave here to everybody on the interview. Uh, I think it was great and it will be helpful for um, anyone. Um, yes, yeah, so thank you so much for being here, Sab. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And we are done. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it so much. And I'm actually curious, what is the number one thing that you have learned from this podcast episode and how are you going to implement it into your life? Send me a message on Instagram, a direct message, Degilad Hanina on Instagram, and I would love to hear from you. Now, if you're getting tremendous value from this podcast, I would really appreciate it. And it would mean a lot to help us grow. If you could subscribe, leave a rating and review to our podcast. That's it for today's episode and I will see you on the next. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.